Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Veslian, VeslianStudios.com. Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, Channeling Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and this is a special edition episode, part one of Holiness, Divinity, and Cosmic Completion. I have volumes of messages to go through, and I receive more information daily that I jot down in notebooks or scraps of paper that I put away, and all of this information must be correlated so it can be placed in a manuscript. I have come across a wonderful dissertation that I took in January 4th at 5 a.m. of this year, 2021, and this dissertation was part of an ongoing conversation that culminated March 8th, 2021 at 9.30 a.m. On January 4th at 5 a.m., I was restless and unable to settle my mind, which is common for me, and as usual, I put everything I was thinking and feeling into my journal. I often find that I am ruminating over life and remembering Christ's dissertation in Ecclesiastes. Life is meaningless. And I come to the same conclusion. Jumping into the cosmic stream, what you will hear next comes from my journal. I don't see where I'm coming into anything. When you live Ecclesiastes, there is nothing to come into. It's all meaningless. Jesus replied to me, to come into your own means to become what you were meant to be, what you planned to be, what you struggled to be, to become your greatest hope and inspiration. I say, I have had some great hopes and inspirations, and there has never been a material delivery of any of them, so I doubt very strongly that I'll be changing. The rational, reasonable, and logical knowledge that I hold is too great. Mother says, your mind is the one becoming not your body. I reply, all the more reason for the rational, logical, and reasonable result, yet I live the illogical and unreasonable and irrational result. Jesus replies, you are dealing with the lower mind on earth. I say, yes, I understand that, but the higher waves created that lower mind and that lower existence, and as the waves don't care, as they make no judgment, that doesn't say much for the waves, does it? And yet you praise them for being intelligent and superior. Without reason, rational thinking, discernment, and comprehension, how can they be intelligent? They are empty and acting in ignorance and unawareness. You must see this. You cannot condemn man for his ignorance and praise the wave for theirs just because man gives off a hostile vibration and the higher waves give off a vibration of joy. So how do you rectify this? Jesus says, I don't. The higher waves did not create the lower mind. The higher waves created lower waves, and lower waves created gravity waves, and the gravity waves created the lower mind. I try to refine information so it serves a higher purpose. I refine information so it serves the higher waves and a higher peaceful purpose. The higher mind cannot come to earth. The result is gravity. The higher mind cannot be lowered without 
being corrupt. Man comes to earth and he is corrupt. He is told he is corrupt. He sees the sign of his corruption and he continues to be corrupt. He does not stop corruption, nor does he refine his thinking, so it is no longer corrupt. He is lost to the higher waves that spawned him. You do not have to be lost to the higher waves that spawned you. You can refine your thinking so that when your corporal lifetime is over, you return to the plane of God. If you refine your information to serve the plane of God, you will be serving that plane. Even though you will hold an identity, and God will not hold an identity, you will serve even though you will hold judgment, and God does not hold judgment. If you refine your thinking to meet the wave of God's purity, which you have said you have experienced, then you will also meet this wave of purity, and your information will serve God, and you, as the identity, will also serve God. You will serve God here in the cosmic planes, for your destiny lies here in the cosmic planes as an evolved cosmic being. This is why you were chosen. This is why you are one of us. As the mind lives on and the mind is aware, so when you refine your information, so do you polish the mind to be aware of sophisticated intelligence, which you already are. You already are aware of sophisticated intelligence, and you know this intelligence is not cruel, ignorant, or redundant. As you do not hold cruel, ignorant, or redundant information, as you are traveling through information, so you live in higher worlds and in higher societies on higher planes that are not flesh worlds, nor are they flesh-centered. I say, yes, but some of these mental beings in these higher worlds still contain their flesh memories, and they live these flesh memories when they come around, and as they live them, they are not living in superior worlds. Enoch says, she has a point. If we hold on to any of our flesh memories, we are not evolved. I say, to say nothing is harmed in fantasy is an ignorant excuse to support the false idea that the mind is actually evolved or sophisticated. Jesus responds, do you want me to say it's all a sham? And I say, yes, I want you to admit it. And Jesus says, and what purpose does it serve to know this? And I say, my dear man, I often call him my dear man, it is part of enlightenment to realize you have been deceived and conned by mental thoughts. The only true growth the mind can have is to see its own folly. If the mind cannot know itself for what it is, it is not intelligent. The only hope the mind has of being a superior instrument is if there is a superior identity to pilot the mind. Without a superior identity to pilot the mind, the mind is still a rogue operator whether that mind is at the high end, the low end, or in the metaverse in any stage of its development. What we all experience is poor quality piloting, whether we face our own inadequacies as pilots, or we have to contend with the inadequacies of other pilots 
that confound us. Everything is poisoned here. It's all been poisoned by man, and as a result, my body and energy field are poisoned, and I don't know what to do about it. There is nowhere to turn because there isn't anything that's not poison, and I can't leave the poisoned world. What a predicament to be in. I have been turned into a poison. My fate is to die from poisoning, and the indelible body will drag out my death. Get me out of here. Poisoned food, poisoned water, poisoned air, poisoned thoughts, all of it is poison. I am having an epiphany about poison. Where is the relief from poison? Jesus says the only escape from poison is the superior plane of the uncreated, the cosmic plane of God, the creator that is empty of awareness, opinion, identity, and judgment, yet is also full of all of the highest possibilities and potential. These things are also void of identity, opinion, and judgment, and because of this, they are also superior due to their purity. I say, I am the creation, the end product, and now I have to refine my thinking so it evolves to the creator's plane. Is that what you're saying? Jesus replies, yes, that is exactly what I am saying. As the waves that are perfect only seek perfection, but in the seeking, corruption is created. So the corrupt creation must refine itself in order to return to its creator and experience oneness with the plane that spawned it. Without the refinement process, without the achievement of cosmic evolution, you have failed in your journey. You have fallen short of your own potential. And as you are below your true form, so you are unevolved and you hang limp to one side like a useless limb. But you are not a limb because a limb is merely an extension of a physical body and you are not physical. You are mind, and you are not just mind, for even the human component has a mind, and that human mind is full of flesh ideas. The human aspect is corruption. You, the identity of the higher mind, are cosmic, and you must refine all the lower in order to ascend to the superior that cast you out. It is the superior plane that calls the superior mind. This is the calling that you experienced all your life. It is not a calling to me or to a church. It is a calling to the superior plane of intelligence that cast you as a wave. I am merely a representative of that plane. I took the human journey and I refined my own information so I could touch the face of God and know that face and become that face and share that face with the world. That face of God is the God code, the cosmic code of creation. You are also this code. Regardless how much your body has been poisoned by man's toxic world, your mind is not polluted unless you choose to fill it with man's polluted knowledge and polluted information in the form of all of man's corrupt teachings, propaganda, practices, and beliefs. But as you, Riva, individually disown man's corruption in order to pursue superior information, so you prove your mind is not corrupt. No matter how many times you fall back into the gravitational pull of corruption, as long as you work your way out of corrupt thinking, your mind is ascending, and with every step forward you take, 
you are that much farther ahead. Your progress is astounding. Do not let your mortality defeat you. As you continue to sever the corrupt mental cords that hold you to the corrupt mortal plane, so you sever ties with your own mortality and you take years off of your mortal lifespan. You are becoming what you set out to become. You are coming home to the cosmic plane, to your true life as a cosmic being. This message restored me. I felt polished and refined by the words of Christ alone, and this reminded me of the holy culture that is ever-present in my mind. I understand the mind creates worlds. I understand the mind creates worlds to justify its actions and its purgatories. I understand that the whole holiness schematic is designed to justify the suffering of the innocent and virtuous on earth. It is to give the oppressed and the persecuted and those who have suffered hope that their suffering is not in vain, for they will be rewarded in the new life to come after they cross the threshold of the spirit world. As an astral traveler exploring spirits in the house of Christ, I have witnessed elaborate visual scenes staged by spirits in order to show iconic images of Roman soldiers as God's gladiators. Each wields a sword of justice. This is how the spirits of the holy echelon attempt to reconcile the various horrors of man's destructive actions on the earth, including the horror of animal slaughter and abuse, and the devastation and destruction that man doles out to the web of life. They project images of archangels with large wings, and these angels also wear the vest plates and attire of Roman soldiers. One time, when I was grieving for the earth and her animal life, one of these angels appeared to me in an astral vision and put his arms around me. His wings were amazing. The white feathers were so large and intricate, I couldn't help but admire them. And when I ran my hand across them, they were silky smooth. Yes, I did have the power to feel them. I was so touched by the kindness in this angel that I wept and thanked him. Everyone in heaven is a warrior, it seems, except for Jesus, Mother, Enoch, Vaya, and Atira. Vaya and Atira are messengers that do not wear armor. Vaya is a dark-haired woman that wears her hair in a bun with a metal band around it, and she also wears a long flowing dress with a wide metal belt. I have not actually seen Natira but I heard the voice of a child, and she told me she was a messenger of Christ, and her name was Natira. But all of the archangels I have seen all appear as Roman soldiers primed in the fight for God's justice to reclaim the earth and free the oppressed, the poor, the sick, the disabled, the imprisoned, the persecuted, the innocent, and the slaughtered from the human race that has enslaved God's kingdom in their human hell. When you see these signs, you know you come from a long line of holy thinking. This is your mental ancestry. If you did not relate to these images, if these images did not cause you to take a breath and be amazed, if these things did not fill you with the realization of God's righteousness and holy justice, you would not be a member of this holy culture. I am a member of this holy culture, for when I see these things, I am rendered uplifted and transported to another world, a world of divinity, grace, holiness, altruism, 
and peace at the same time that my alpha mind is carried away by these things my lower mind is still mortal containing a mortal identity living a mortal existence and mortal circumstances that have nothing to do with these ingrained biblical images or ideas as a matter of fact my mortal life is rather dull and uneventful but at the same time not at all peaceful and I have come to realize that nothing on earth compares to these lofty images and the ideals they stand for there is life in these things a higher wave of life a higher dimension of life that far exceeds the inferior substandard dismal fate of life on earth I realize my heritage is aligned to these religious concepts I realize these religious concepts are projected into my mind in order to give me comfort but unfortunately I have used my mind so practically that I know too well the mortality of life and death the former is a gravity experience the latter is anti-gravity and yet for all intended purposes they are one and the same for the latter is a mental continuation of the former there is no transformation to heaven Jesus interrupts my thought that is because the old ways were lost to mortal men on earth understand it was flesh men that turned away from the holy ideas because the holy ideas did not manifest there was no man with wings on earth they did not understand that holiness lives here in the afterworld which is also the cosmic universe of creation the holy world lives in the highest dimensions of the cosmic universe of creation we of the holy culture the holy echelon constructed the holy world this holy world lives because we feed it our holy thoughts and our holy aims and our holy love at one time we served the earth and man with these things but then man chose to go his own way he was no longer interested in holiness or piety it was too high for him to reach he wanted the lower bar of death and destruction that was easier for him to realize and maintain for he was eager to kill and destroy and the pleasure of killing and destroying was something he easily identified with he did not readily identify with holiness or holy concepts of the fruits of the spirit he did not identify with the holy concepts of love joy peace mercy gentleness kindness self-control or forbearance lust was his only identification with pleasure the lust for fornication the lust for blood the lust for violence conquest and dominion the lust for treasure and the lust to hoard the feeling of lust was the only feeling man knew so he thought lust was love joy bliss kindness gentleness mercy and goodness and he thought lust was also self-control and forbearance any higher interpretations or affectations of these qualities were lost to him as everything was lust he went after everything lustfully believing everything he did was right there was no realization of opposite conditions no awareness of opposite states no rational comprehension of right and wrong there was only lust and the pleasure of lust in everything he did man was not a thinking machine he was a lustful destructive machine in order to realize the delicate intricacies of kindness mercy gentleness love self-control and forbearance 
You have to reflect upon these things. But man had no reflection in him, and as he had no reflection in him, so he did not teach reflection. He brought lust out in his children, and he brought lust out in his brethren, so whole communities of men, women, and children did nothing but lust for pleasure, lust for fornication, lust for blood, lust for conquest and dominion, lust for treasure, and lust for hoarding. And this is why all there is today is lust. And this is why people call lust love. And they justify lust as their right and their privilege. And as they believe it is their privilege to feel lust, so they feel it is their privilege to pursue their lusts of fornication, destruction, conquest, dominion, and hoarding, because these things bring them pleasure. And if there is anyone in their society that sees their madness, they dare not mention it. But the wise know, as we know in heaven. Human society is criminally insane. But to you who is Riva, and to you who is Mercy, and to anyone that may be listening that knows I speak the truth, to all of you I say, do not allow the criminally insane society that you live in to tear the truth from your minds. There is a higher world that is not criminally insane, and this higher world exists in infinite wonder and purity. It is the true world, because it is the everlasting world of the everlasting spirit and mind that is connected to the cosmic creator and the cosmic universe. If you know intrinsically that I speak the truth, if you see it as a picture in your mind, if you feel it with hope in your heart, then you too are a part of this holy everlasting world, and this is your heritage. The society that is lost is not a part of this world, so do not engage its members. Let them have their lustful ideas and do not join in. Your virtue leads you to higher shores, and as your virtue leads you somewhere better, so you are going to a better place. Those who are a part of lustful society are doomed to the lust in their veins. They are going nowhere but to the deep sleep of the nevermore. Individually, those outside of the criminally insane society of men keep the holy culture alive by keeping their virtue and innocence intact and by drawing on the holy ideas and culture for strength and fortification. As you each play a role in the holy culture, and as you pursue that role, so heaven is kept alive and the holy culture also lives. Those who are not a part of the holy culture will not be able to understand your speeches, your lectures, or your sermons, so they will pass you by. Only the ones who are a part of the holy culture will be drawn to stay and listen, and only those who are a part of the holy culture will return to hear more. It is not the world we seek to know, but the individual that holds a seed from the holy culture that we seek to draw in, and this is why your work is important. The one seed that knows us, the one seed that knows the holy culture and longs to be a part of the holy culture is more valuable to us than all of the human societies on earth that do nothing but follow their lusts while acting insane. The power of human divinity lies in the power of the mind. The mind is the key instrument through which we are connected to God and through which we experience God and the world of the spirit. But if we close our minds, we also close ourselves to all knowledge of God. 
Coming out of the cosmic stream, we will continue with Christ's dissertation in part two of Holiness, Divinity, and Cosmic Completion in episode 45. I'm Weaver Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.